Hi, this is Wendy Lockhart, your host on the Not So Perfect Journey, where we dive into all topics relating to mind, body, and spirit on the journey to becoming our authentic selves. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the podcast. We're going to take a little detour this week. Um, Instead of continuing on the path, we're going to talk about what happens when you get so far off your intended path that the universe sends you a major curveball. A course correction. Here's mine. It's January of 1988. A cold Friday night in Santa Rosa, California. I'm a couple months shy of my 21st birthday. My friend and current crush, Gary, has just picked me up in his beaten up antique brown Volvo. His friend Zach in the back seat, and we're bumping along winding roads on our way out to the coast. Another car follows us, more people in tow, for a musical jam on the beach under the moonlight. I'm so excited and anxious, my silver flute in its black case at my feet. It's been a while since I've played, and I'm going to try my best to impress these mostly acquaintances because I desperately want to belong and need friends. We drive for what seems like forever, turning along Highway 1. It's about 8 p.m., a dark winter night. A turn to the road leads to Goat Rock State Beach near Jenner. And we head down this switchback road down the side of a very large cliff, which is pretty typical for Northern California beaches, if you've ever been to one. We pull into a parking lot, headlights beaming on a sign that reads Whale Point. I immediately get out of the car, wanting to rush to the water to hear the soothing sounds of the waves. Zach has a cast on his leg and Gary is assisting him getting out of the car. The second car is just pulling into the lot behind us. There's a worn path next to the sign. And because I want to get to the water and listen to the waves, I briskly walk through on the path and into the abyss that waits. If you've listened to the last episode, you'll remember that I had been a music major when that dream was cut short by crippling arthritis that accompanied a diagnosis of systemic lupus, an autoimmune disease. After two years at a community college in Concord, I moved back in with my mom, who had sold our home in Dublin and moved up to Santa Rosa, where most of her relatives were living. Moving back in with your mom when you're 20 as many millennials probably know, after you've been independent, can be a bit depressing. Add to that not knowing what you want to do in life, a major disease, leaving all your friends behind, a breakup with my boyfriend, etc. I was not in the best space emotionally. I met Gary in a class at Santa Rosa Junior College and was grateful for his friendship. Things turned kind of romantic, Um, And I was like a little puppy dog following him around, probably making a clingy nuisance of myself. Gary and his friends were night owls, staying up until the wee hours of the morning, playing music, talking, drinking. I did not drink or do drugs at that time in my life. Um, Or no drugs since then, (laughs) just to clarify. I hung out with them and stayed awake despite the fact I was exhausting myself because I wanted to fit in. Getting no sleep, my lupus was getting worse. The week before the trip to the beach, 
My doctor had informed me my latest test results were pretty bad, indicating that I may be facing my organs beginning to be impacted by the lupus. In those days, many people with lupus had kidney failure, and I falsely believed a high rate of death was part of my diagnosis. In the back of my mind, I thought the lupus was going to kill me, so why bother taking care of myself? I was floundering, losing my dream of graduating from college. My car also died. And the day of the accident, my mom had gone to a Honda dealer with me to try and buy a used Civic. As we were doing the paperwork to get the loan for the car that I wanted, a car I really couldn't afford, someone bought it out from under me paying cash. It was a humiliating, defeating experience. To this day, the events of that week feel like the lowest point of my life, and I really didn't understand the point in being alive. And so back to the abyss. I was beyond the sign now, nothing but darkness before me. I took another step and slid a bit, thinking I was on a sand dune. And then there was nothing. I was floating, or at least that's what my brain told me, and I felt relaxed until I hit the bottom. I landed stomach down, arms up like goalposts, my neck twisted to the left. The impact was like nothing I had ever experienced before, literally seeing stars. I wanted to go to sleep, but no one had seen me go over the cliff. The wind was howling around me, and I rolled onto my back and started shouting. Everything around me was dark. In that moment, I knew that I actually did not want to die. An adrenaline and survival mode kicked in. After a few minutes, I saw headlights shining down the beach far to my left. I knew I had to get into the beam so they could see me and know where I was. I tried to stand and couldn't. The pain in my right hip was so excruciating. I fell back onto the sand and started to drag myself forward, arms in front, inching along the sand. After what seemed like an eternity, they saw me and ran down the beach. I was shivering, so cold, teeth chattering, going into shock. There were many miracles that night. The first was the angelic hand seeming to relax me and guide me down the cliff. Had I had any awareness of what was happening, I probably would have been more stiff and the damage been much worse. The second was the off-duty EMT who happened to be on the beach with his girlfriend that night and stayed by my side until the paramedics arrived. He kept me from going into shock. Everyone threw jackets over me to keep me warm. The third miracle was that my neck wasn't broken, just my hip, with clean breaks and no surgery required. When the paramedics did arrive, they strapped me to a board entirely focused on my neck. They hoisted me up a lower part of the cliff to get to the ambulance, and we spent about 30 minutes going back over that same bumpy, windy road we had come over to get to the hospital in Sebastopol. With all the focus at that time on my neck, nobody cared that all the pain was actually in my hip that was bouncing a bit on the gurney. With my need to always keep everyone at ease, I was cracking jokes with the paramedics, paramedics like, watch out for that first step, it's a doozy. The paramedics joked back with me. I'm so grateful for the people who helped keep me alive on that trip.
At the hospital, doctors began to assess the damage. They wouldn't give me any pain meds until hours later, after the mobile CT scanner had arrived and scanned me to determine I didn't need surgery. Another miracle. In the meantime, they cleaned all the sand out of the cut under my chin, and a plastic surgeon came in to stitch it up so it would be a prettier scar. My mom arrived at some point and immediately started crying, and I had to calm her down and reassure her I was okay, even though that was far from true. I spent three days in the hospital. The paramedics came to visit me and told me how far I had fallen. So imagine that you're on the top of a three-story building, on the roof, looking down at the ground. For an average building, that's about 35 feet, which is how far I fell. But the cliff didn't kill me. It made me stronger. In the week after being released from the hospital, I enrolled and started in the last classes I would need to transfer to a four-year university. I made the choice almost immediately that I wanted to study the mind-body connection. Oh, and I should mention that the first day of class, I was uh, I was still taking some opiates because I was in so much pain. My uh, my great grandmother had actually driven me to school. I don't remember anything about that first day. I came back to the second class and she said to take out your homework and I couldn't even remember that we had homework. So I stopped taking pain medications immediately and uh, just went cold turkey. Um, Sorry, where was I? Um, I made the choice almost immediately that I wanted to study the mind-body connection. And Santa Rosa JC had a transfer program to UC Davis, which is one of only three UCs at the time that offered a psychobiology degree. Fortunately, I was always a pretty good student and was above the required 3.0 GPA to transfer. I started focusing on healing my body, getting good sleep, eating better, researching pain management techniques. I also called a lot of people who had fallen out of my life or who I had shut out and told them I loved them and how important they were to me. My relationships improved. My body improved. Life was far from perfect. But I celebrated my 21st birthday on crutches, not being able to walk for three months. But I was alive and felt hopeful for the first time in a long time. After a few months, I went to see the cliff during the day. I've only been back there twice in the last 35 years. The first time I was shocked that an incomplete fence was built on top of a cliff. The parking lot for Whale Point had been a stopping point before we were supposed to continue down. To this day, I have no idea why we stopped there. There was no reason. To force the state park system to fix the fence, I filed a lawsuit. It wasn't about the money. It was about fixing the fence. After several years, after I had already graduated, gotten married, and had my son, I took the first settlement that was finally offered, which paid for my teaching credential. In spite of the lingering issues I have from the accident, it's nothing compared to the emotional pain I was suffering before it happened. And strangely enough, I feel very grateful. My wish for you is that you never need this kind of course correction. But should you experience one, be open to what you can learn from it, what the universe is trying to teach you, what you need to be listening to. In the next podcast, we'll get back to more steps on the journey. But I thought it was important to share this experience with you. 
If you'd like to see a picture of me and the cliff, head to my Instagram for the podcast at not so perfect journey. If you like this podcast, please share it with a friend, subscribe or follow the show and leave a review. It helps other people who might need it find it. Thank you and have a great day. Thank you for listening and don't forget to not let the perfect be the enemy of the good on your not so perfect journey.